so this is Lauren Fiorelli, and I'm here at the Diker branch of the Brooklyn Public Library. Today is January 29th, uh, and I'm here with Joseph Nelson. Um, and so we're gonna, we'd love to hear your stories for our streets of stories, Joseph. Okay, I, I, live, I live in Diker about a year. I says, uh, I, I said, I used to live in Sheep's Bay, and I used to work for a big Catholic church. I'll get to that in a few minutes. And I said, they, uh, they want to raise my rent too, too much, and my niece owned an apartment over here, a house. And she invited me to, to move here, so I moved to Dyka. And I says, uh, since I've been in Dyka, a few bad things happened to me. I says, uh, I always, I always, I'm always about 160, and since I moved to Dyka, I'm 190 now. I'm trying to fight, fight my way back to 160 because I've never been one. All right, that's that's a quick story. And I says, uh, and one day, and since I've been over here, I'm, I'm a big guy who goes to church every day. Um, like I told Lauren, I thought about being a priest, but I wasn't smart enough, and I wasn't good enough, so I never. Be, was able to become a priest, and I said, but I, but I did uh, go to prayer groups, and uh, I was a prayer group leader. I went to jail and spoke with inmates. I slept in the gym and sup I, I, I slept in the gym at night and supervised the homeless. I went out of my way just to stay overnight with them. And the, and the parishioners in the church used to make them make them a meal, and I used to feed the homeless. Then I stayed overnight with them. And I slept in a cot, and I made sure you know, they watched TV. In the morning, I made them coffee and breakfast, and then the then the, then the homeless bus used to take them back. I, I just kept them in the shelter overnight to keep them out of the cold, and then I, and then I went directly to work. Was this before you moved to Diker? Or yeah, before this is this is this yeah. is before when I worked at St. Mark's. St. Mark's. Yeah, when I worked at St. Mark's. But so what then, neighborhood was that? Huh? What neighborhood was that in? And when I when I lived there, yeah, it, it was uh, like uh, like like maybe 2013. I, I, okay. From 87 to to two, maybe 2012 or 13, you know, I was there. But anyway, my, my big experience in Dyke, one day I was, I go to church every day, and I'm, a, um, I'm big into religion and, and, and doing God's work. Right now, I'm, right now I'm volunteer, right now I'm volunteering at a church. I don't get paid, I just go, and uh, I'm, a, I'm what they call a sexton. The sexton is a guy who sets the masses, the weddings, and the, the funerals, and, and, and on Sunday, I just go on Sunday and just set, set up the regular masses. And a funny thing happened to me at the church this Sunday. This Sunday I went to, no, Saturday I went, I'm on snow detail, volunteer snow detail. So I went to shovel snow, and I was shoveling all day at the church. And then all of a sudden my wife called me and said, Joe, do you know there's no transportation home? And I said, oh man. So I went for lunch, and in the place I usually eat lunch, they told me I couldn't stay because they're closing, because they had to get the car home. So so I went back and I ate my, my, my dinner at the church. And then I guess, and my son is in charge of the church. So anyway, I had to stay overnight. I stayed overnight at the church and I slept in the pew. I fell off the pew a few times. And then I, I slept in my son's workroom. And then I said, oh, and tomorrow I can go home. But then I looked on the schedule and said, the section for Sunday is Joe Nelson. So I had to stay all day and hardly nobody comes. So that day I was the usher, this and that. I, I did everything. And the time I went home was about four or five o'clock. After two days I went home. And my wife says, don't worry, I'll make a nice dinner, be home. So I went to W and Ocean Parkway to get the bus. I'm waiting there about an hour and a half. And I called my wife, I said, the bus is still running. And she said, and I said, I think I'm gonna walk home. And she said to me, no, she said, where are you? I said, I'm on Avenue W. She said, Joe, you must have a senior moment. The bus stops at Avenue X. So then I walked to Avenue X and I got the bus and then I went home. Then when I got home, I had to dig out my car and do a lot of things what I had to do in my house and change, shower. Time I went to bed four four o'clock in the morning that day, and and um, I'm still recuperating from from all that, from all that now. But anyway, 
And I says, um, I'm scheduled to work again Sunday, you know, to volunteer again Sunday. But another thing happened, me and Dyke, one day I went to church and I came out, I came out of the church. Uh, what's uh, the lady's name you just talked to? Eileen. Eileen. And, 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 I, and I came into the, I came into the, I tried to come into the library, but it was closed. And I passed by, it was a big bag, like that. And I looked in the bag and I opened up. It was all twenties and hundreds and dollar bills. On the street, bills. you found this on the street. No, no, in the library, but oh. on the library steps, it was all twenties, hundreds, credit cards in there. So I said, "Man, what am I gonna do with this?" And I had my own shopping bag, and I always carry a bag when I when I go on my errands. So I put in the thing, and I went to, I went to my bank, and I and I called my wife, and I said, "Look, I found this bag." I said, "We'll sort it out when we go home." So I went to my, I did my errands, I went home, I opened the thing, I saw the lady's number, and then the lady just she just made it a the withdrawal from Chase. $100, she withdrew from Chase. And it was 100 and she had some credit cards, a license, this and that. And then I called the, the lady, I think her name is Rosemary Duffery. She's the manager of Chase. I said, Rosemary, <coughs> I found I found, I found a, a lady's wallet with all the ID, money in it. I says, I want to, she said, Joe, could you could you bring it back? I said, I said, Rosemary, I just walked, I said, I, I run four miles every day and I fast once a week. I skip all meals for the poor kids in the world. I, don't, I eat one day a week. About 20 years, I don't eat on Wednesday. And when I don't eat on Wednesday, I say, Dear God, this is the intention I don't eat. I said, When I eat, my, my, I, eat I eat a lot. I, and I could feed a little tribe, I guess. Eddie. So I pray to God, you're the, I said, You're the miracle man. I said, I hope I hope you could uh, direct this food that I skip to the poor kids in the world. And I, and I get and I get the charity. I give the charity every day. I light candles in the church every day. I pray for discernment. And if somebody's outside, I took on my shirt, I give it to them. That's the kind of guy I am, but I'm just saying that's what that's what maybe the priest I, I wanted to be. If I would have did, I would have did good work, but I didn't get a chance to. And I told you I went to jail, <clears throat> and I just, just sit and talk with inmates and said, "Look, change your life." You know, I don't want to put too much religion on him. I said, "Change your life, reach out to God." And I says, uh, "And I told him like that." And 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 then I and then I, I was a prayer group leader in the basement. We used to read the Bible, pray, sing, sing you know religious songs. And I told you I slept with the homeless. <clears throat> and I give the charity, I help poor people, you know. And, and I said, but but then the lady would talk about the, who lost the pocketbook. So the lady said, Can I come back? I said, I said, you, even though I said I run four miles every no, I run four miles every day, and I and I do a lot of exercise uh, every day. I'm big into exercise and running. And 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 I says, uh, and then the lady, I said, look, if the lady wants the pocketbook, I said I'm good enough. I found the pocketbook. I have the money. I have everything here. I said, tell the lady to come to my house. I said, I can't run back, I just, I'm, you know, tired. So, so the lady finally came to my house, my wife was outside, the lady came to my house, and, and as the lady was coming, my wife was sitting outside, it was a torrential downpour. My wife got soaked, the lady got soaked, but when she got to the house, I told her, she said, oh, thank you very much. She said, she said who else would do this, what you're doing? I said to her, she said, that's very nice of you. And, she, and then, she, and then my, we go for the lunch, we go for the, and then we told her, what happened? She said, what happened, I was going to a lot of stores, and I bought, I bought a bag here and a bag there, and when I got to the library, I took a rest, and I put all, all the bags down, and then I picked all the bags up, but I forgot that one, and I said, thank you much, and then she put $40 on the table, I told her, that's not necessary. She said, oh, I insist, I insist, so we took it. And then uh, <clears throat> another, another a sad story, when I was, uh, a, a lot of good deeds sometimes I did in my life, I said, one time a homeless guy, I, I used to try to help out all the time, and one time I, I had I had extra money. I said, I said Bob, he, and he, he he was a veteran. He and he's had a dispute with his wife, and he used to sleep in the street. So one day I said, Bob, let me treat you for breakfast today. So I bump into the diner where I always eat. 
He said at one table, I said it was the table I use it. I treated him, but then he walked out at the gate, and then the owner came out to me and said, Joe, it was a nice thing you did, but don't do it again. I said, why? He said, three of my customers walked out because he smelled so bad. So sometimes you try to do good. And another time... When was that? That was in like, a, I guess in the 90s. I don't know. And another time I was I was at the Port Authority. I was at, I went to the Port Authority, and an old lady, about 90 years old, she was trying to put her bags on the on the wagon, and I said, I think she's gonna get have a heart attack. I went over there and helped her. And then a black guy punched me in the back, and a white guy, they said, how long have been, I been praying on old ladies? But meanwhile, I was assistant, at the time, I was assistant for a machinery company. I had $300 in my pocket, and I was going out to dinner. But I saw the old lady, and I tried to help her, and they said, how long have I been praying on old ladies, you know? And they brought me the in the back. No, they, 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 they were undercover cops. Undercover. And, the, and the lady was a, the lady was like a, like, like a decoy. Like, you know, set people up to do, and and I, I was and I was the guy that got stung. They brought me in the back, and then I had a nice knife my dad gave me. They took it. They said, oh, you can't have this they knife. They took you to the station. No, they took me in the back of the port authority, and, oh. and then they, yeah, but they detained me about three hours, and then they called my wife. My wife verified me and they let me go. But after they left me up a little bit, they they took me. They took a nice knife my dad gave me and stuff like that. You know? So all these things like that happened. Then, then I tell you, I was assistant foreman in a machinery company. And one day I was driving high level outside, and two cops, big cops, they like a big black guy and a big white guy. It was this, this, this young Spanish kid about me, about 120 pounds. They got out of there. There was pounds in them. And I jumped up the high low and I said, he had enough, leave him alone. And they they, locked, they brought me to the police station for obstructing justice. So I'm, I'm always getting, I'm, I'm always trying to do good. Or, you know, I always, uh, or sometimes I see a, a guy with a walk up and he's trying to get arrested. I hold the door for him. He said, oh, come on, leave me alone. I do it myself. You know, you, you, know, you try to do good and sometimes, uh, you know, you you get jammed up, but but I, I drove a, I drove a cab and I said I drove a cab in Brooklyn. That's a lot of good stories there too. I drove a cab and you know and, and many you know I almost got I almost got held up a few times. The guy How told long did you drive the cab for? Uh, about I, I paid child when, when I separated from my first wife. I went to the child support and I said to them I, I went and knocked on the door. I said so what are you doing? What are you, we help you? I said I'm here to volunteer child support. She said. Oh, I can't believe you're here. She said, we have to catch them all, and you're coming here to volunteer. So I volunteered, and then she said, and then and then I volunteered child support, and, and I says, uh, and I says, uh, I just always try to do the right thing. Sometimes you get, you know, you get jammed up, and then and, and then I says like, uh, and, and, I, and I had to drive a cab because I when, I when I paid child support I, at the church at that time, I made four hundred dollars a week at a time. And I had to pay, I had to pay for my room. And then the time I, I paid everything, I, I didn't have much money in my life, so I had, a, I had a, you know, to drive to to compensate myself, you know. But a lot of the good things, and, and I taught my boys to be altar boys, I taught them to, to be all good things in life. And, and now one of my sons in charge of two churches, my other son's a sanitation worker, my other son worked for the school system. You know, I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't a seven-day parent, I was only had a visitation in one day, but I was always on the phone directing them, trying to show them the way, you know, make them be altar boys in the church. They always used to work with me, and, and I didn't know how paid off. One of my sons is in charge of two churches. He's doing God's work. He don't make a lot of, you know, a, a, a lot of money. And I, and I have another son. I said, I have another son. His, his wife's a nurse, and she works three days a week. She makes about $115,000 a year. And and, 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 uh, and when I meet her, she said, one thing, she said, one thing about me, I'm not very domestic. I'm not very domestic, but I make a lot of money. And my son makes a lot of money. And one day he said, Dad, I bought my wife a watch. I said, what kind of you buy? What kind of? He said, I bought her a Rolex, $12,000. I said to him, 
but you never bought me a Timex. How'd you buy a Rolex? And he said, oh, she, she said, I, and last year I bought her a Montevato. She said, she really doesn't like to watch them. She likes to put them on the shelf in the house. And then she said, and she, she likes $100 pillows. She likes to drive a Lexus. You know, but I guess if you work three days a week and you make $115,000 and your husband makes $100,000, you could do all that stuff like that, you know. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, do you have any good stories from driving the cab? In yeah, yeah, yeah. When <clears throat> this is a good story driving a cab, but well, I don't know if it's a good story. I says, uh, one time I was driving a cab, and then I was just, I was, I was, I was on Nostrand Avenue, and I was driving the cab, and then all of a sudden, this black guy said to me, he said, "Hey, white boy, what would you do if I try to rob you?" And I said, "Well, black boy, where you're sitting is the dead man's seat. If you try to rob me, I may get hurt." But I guarantee you, when I slam the back of the car into the wall, you'll die tonight. And he said, oh, am I kidding? I'm only kidding. He changed the story there, you know? And then I tell you, I volunteered to go to Somalia. I volunteered to go to Somalia to help the people. And, and, and I got denied that. A lot of things I tried to do to no avail. Then I joined, I, I tried to join the National Guard. And I said, I tried, I tried to join for Vietnam, but I got a little, a little uh, problem with the law, and I wasn't able to go to Vietnam. And then I tried to join... Uh, at this time, I, I joined at 37. When I went back for the interview, they said, "Sorry, Mr. Nelson, you're 38. You're too old." So I didn't. You know, I, did, I didn't. I, I, I didn't make it. And when I always try to help people. Like I said, I was just telling a guy in church. I told a guy. And he said, "Can you help me?" I, I never died, deny anybody to ask me in the street money a dollar or two. So the guy asked me. He said, "I said I only have 20." He said, I, "I have change of 20." He told me. I said, "Well, you asked me for a dollar." When I was working in the church one day, I told the other, one day I was working in the church, and the, and the nun told me, Joe, Mrs. Sullivan's coming for a turkey. Uh, and she requested that she's poor and she needs it for her family. Give her the turkey and give her this box of things. So I walked to the door to get the lady's stuff. The lady says, my hand, so I can't take it. I said, why not? I just got my nails done. And then I said, man, she's looking for a turkey and it's poor. How'd she get her nails done? And she said, I just got my nails, and I just came from the beauty parlor. Bring it out to the car. I bring it out the car. The big cat like out there. I said, "What's going on here? Uh, she's coming here for for poor, and she's and she's not poor, you know. I, I, I don't know. So then, and then I says, um, that and, uh, and you know, many things. Many things happen in the church, like 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 I'm in the church, and a and a, 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 a nice guy sits down with a nice white scarf and two kids. The lady goes up for communion. The guy takes a pocketbook. I, I you know I chased him for a few blocks, but he got away, you know. And, a lot of a lot of things. I had a fight with Rottweilers in the church, and and I said, and at St. Mark's, the, the lady said at the end, the lady said, Joe is like a fourth priest at the church. You know, I'm never, I'm a Eucharist minister. I used to go to visit the people, you know, all all the old people, bring communion, pray with them, and so like that. You know, like I said, I'm not a priest, but I'm a minister right now. I'm a Eucharist minister, and I, and I go to the house, I bring communion, I pray with them, I go. To, I went to hospitals. I went to jails. I went. I, I, I went. I went. I went to get like they send some priests sometimes from 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 different countries, and they're not familiar with our, our ways. And then I I, I go to uh, to nursing homes to give. I went to give last rites. One time I felt real bad. I almost cried myself. I go to a priest to like Italian neighborhood. It was a black priest from Africa, and he went. There was a big Italian, and I walked. There. I said, "Buddy, the priest is here to bless your mom who died." I don't want no friggin' black priest, he told me. And he said, I don't want no friggin' black priest. Get out of here. And the priest was almost crying. But, you know, the priest was on the, so that, then, so like, like a lot of stories like that. And, uh, you said you've been in Brooklyn all your life? Brooklyn, yeah. Where, did, where were you born? I was, what born, neighborhood? I, I was born in like, uh, like Washington and Bergen. It's like, it's like, uh, 
it's like going flat with Sherry. You're watching the bird and I was at Park Slope, I was in Coney Island. I've been around, I've been around, I've yeah. been around. You know, so what was it like growing up? What, well, growing up, growing up it was rough, it was rough because I says, uh, I said, I'm, 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 my mother and father had 14 kids and they were separated and, and, and they were separated. And my, my father well, my father was like, uh, when, when he met my mother, he was like 56, and my mother was 36. So I always used to feel bad. Like my friend says, they were going to a Met game tonight. Going to, they said, do you think your grandfather would like to go? But it wasn't my grandfather, it was my father. You know, and, and my father was never, you know, he never played basketball with me. Like I, I played with my kids, I taught him how to play. My father wasn't, you know, never. I mean, yeah, one, one place in my father my whole life that he was riding to Long Island, and it was, he knows I like rodeos, and he bumped off a rodeo. But that's the only thing I went to my father. So. And my and my mother my 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 mother like I don't know maybe he was too old for her she she was the kind of like always being out like I was always like sometimes I I was seven years old and my mother my mother wanted to go out and she say Joseph she said there's your friend over there she buy me a Napoli game she said there's your friend over there I get out of the cab I get out of the cab and I go to my friend there's no friend there and the cab pulls away because my mother was going out and uh, and I was at seven years old to fend for myself so I always fend for myself and I says. Uh, but, but, but the only thing about me, like, I, like right now I'm 65, but I've, I've been working since I'm seven years old. One day I saw a cool, I, saw, I was watching TV and I saw a Kool-Aid station, some, some kids making Kool-Aid on TV. So I bought, I went to my mother's fridge and they, cool, I didn't put too much sugar, I was always complaining about the sugar that day. On the outside I made seven dollars selling Kool-Aid. Then I started shining shoes, and then I started selling newspapers. At 13 I had my own hot dog stand. You know, at 15 I was working for a milkman. At 17 I started as a laborer, and in one year I made, I made assistant foreman. What'd you do with the money that you made? I, mean, I, I like I, I put it in a bank. I bought a car. I got married. You know, I got married. I, but, I, but again, being young and, and dumb, I, I got married a couple of times. No, I was married once, and I thought the grass was green on the other side, and uh, and I messed up, and I left home, and uh, a big mistake in my life. But but um, but the thing I believe is that you know that, that I made every effort to return after I made my mistake. I made every effort to return and make amends, but my wife didn't want it. So, so the, the, like uh, people say, do I feel bad about it? I said no, because I made peace with God. I'm a, I'm a big Catholic, and I believe in like reconciliation. You go to confession, you, I confess, and I tell God, I'm so sorry that I made a mistake. You know, I did. I made every effort to return. You know, it was a mistake on my part. And, I, and, and, and at that time, I got involved with drugs and stuff like that too. And I says, uh, I met a, I met a girl. She worked for, um, she worked for. I don't know if you heard this group. You're kind of young. It's called Cooling the Gang, and she was a secretary for Cooling the Gang. And when I when I when I met her, she told me, "Do I want to meet the group?" And there was a big like like group in the fifties that sing all those, all the black songs. And I went in the back, and I never I I only I, I was afraid to lose my car. I, I only take two drinks when I go out. But I went in the back, and they had a big thing like a sugar bowl. And they said, "Here, try this." It was all cocaine, and I tried it, and I and I, and I went from a rich man to and and then and then and at that time at that time I found God and I changed my and I, and I maybe a, a half a year, I messed up. I went from top man to low man. I was a terrible sister foreman, had a car, I used to wear it. But again, I- Did I, you become addicted or? I, yeah, I did, I did. But but again, but, but not where I had to go treatment. I just, I just broke it off myself. But I, but I was the kind of guy uh, like, like who always wore rope chains, diamond rings, always walking around with $1,000 in my pocket. And I used to go, like I said, I go in bars and a girl would try to come over and talk to me. So, I don't know, talk to me. And she said, why not? I said, you don't have an appointment. You know, that's the kind of guy I was. I always wore diamond rings, fancy clothes, and I always had fast cars. I walk around with $1,000 in my pocket. You know, I ate what I want, I did what I want. You know, I had it, I had it all. But 
then I blew it. But don't. And, 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 but I'm glad I blew it. Everything that happened to me, I thank God. Everything happened because I still be doing. If, if, I, if it didn't happen to me, I was still doing all the same things. Be willing and dealing, making money. You know, think, think that's life. But I'm happy. Everything that happened to me, I I, I went down. I found God. I'm, I'm doing that stuff. Like, at 37, I haven't done anything like that. Was your family religious at all, or did no, you find no, God? No. On I found out, I found on my own. And I said, even like I said that I got my wife. My, my wife didn't want to go back with me because I uh, I told you I, I went with other girls. But I said, and then they said, uh, then she had two sisters. She said, don't give him a chance. He'll do it again. But then after I left my wife, I was 15 years celibate. I didn't go with one. And, and every, every bar I went, every bar I went to, girls made move on me. A girl danced with me, and I tell the girl, I tell the girl after the dance, she kissed me my ear. I tell the girl, if you don't know how to dance like a lady, I think we should skip the next dance. Or some girl, I always, sometimes I used to, I never caught at the time, I carry a Bible. And then a girl tell me, I want to show you in that Bible. 500 times when you're supposed to make love to me. I said, I don't, I don't think it said that in the Bible. Huh? I'm not making no love to you. you know. So, and then even I took a girl out from the church. I took a girl out from the church one time. We're watching a, a game and it's not. And, and, and she was a church girl. I brought her, I brought her home. And then I said, she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to watch the, the game. I think the Yankee game was on. They're playing a series. And then, then we had wine and cheese. And then I said, she go in the room. And then she, and she said, oh, I'll be right back. And she don't come back. And then she calls me and said, Joe. I go in, I go open, open the door, she's butt naked. And I said, it's getting hot in here, I gotta go, and I left. You know, how many guys would turn down that? You know, she was like a, a nice looking girl. And I said, nah, nah, I stayed on celibate for all them years. And because you were trying to be a priest, or just for no, your just, own no, personal No, 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 just, 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 just because I think that's, that's God's way. You're only supposed to, you know, to have a relationship when you're married. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't have relationships when I was married. I'm married again now. I met my wife, and this is not a quick story, I met my wife in the church. My wife worked in the church, to church, she was a secretary, and she's a religion teacher for about 11 years at the church I worked for. She taught religion to the kids in school, and then and she, and she worked for a doctor. She called me, She worked at four, about four jobs. She was energetic like me. I was always like in the church. I, I used to do all jobs, all permissions. I used to go put air conditioning when I was off. The, all the permissions to call me to do jobs. I put air conditioning, go up on the roof, clean the gutters, and so I did all that, shovel snow for them, everything I did besides working in the church. And, and, and then also I used to drive a cab. And, and, and I used to work 17 hours a day. So I was so tired sometimes driving a cab that I used to wake up many times uh, uh, scraping the side of the expressway. You know? or, or sometimes I say, I pick you up and you say, I'm going to Butler, New Jersey. I have the window wide open, it's snowing. And the lady said, Sir, it's snowing in the car. Can you close the window? And I said, Nah, I have a gas leak, miss. But I didn't have no gas leak, but I just kept the window open to stay awake. But, I, but you know, after 17 hours, you push a horse too much, you, you go down. So, so after 17 hours, I was, I was dozing and driving it, but I, I just did what I had to do you know, to, to try to survive. But thank God it got me through everything I did, you know? Did you get to know the streets of Brooklyn yeah, really yeah, well yeah. from driving, or did you already sort of no, know? No, no, I learned to drive the street. No. I picked you up and I asked you where you live. You say, Oh, I live uh, downtown Brooklyn. Well, I said, how do you usually go down there? And you say, oh, I usually take, I said, I said, I know about five ways, but I'll try you, I'll be one, I don't know anyway. Like when I first started, I, I, I know basic things in Brooklyn, how to get it down here, but when people tell me neighbors, I said, buddy, how do you usually go? Or he told me he wants to go to Kennedy or, or LaGuardia. I said, how do you usually go? So I, I said, I'm gonna try you, I know a quicker way, but I'm gonna try your way tonight, you know? But I, didn't, I, I didn't even know. You, know? you fooled him. Yeah, I, I do what I had to do, you know? But I, didn't, you know, I, I always try to be fair and honest, and, and I used to do a lot of jobs for people, they used to call me, like I said, they call me, uh, say, Joe, I want to move to Pennsylvania. You think you could help me out? And I said, look, here's what you do. Call the moving man and see how much you charge. So the moving man comes and says, 1800 I said, 1800 I'll do it for 900 plus the truck. So I always was fair to the people. All my sons said that 
that I was too fair with. But sometimes some people take advantage. One day a lady called me and I told her, she, I said, look, if you're poor, I'll help you for nothing. If you if you have a little money, I charge you five dollars an hour. If you, I usually charge fifteen to people who have money. So she said. So she said, I go over there and the lady has seven refrigerators she wants to put down the basement. I said, look, you better call a mover man. I know five dollars an hour. I'll move seven refrigerators from the top floor to the basement. You know? So some people try to take advantage, but uh, I always you know, try to help the people. Or, or sometimes an old guy uh, he asked me to shovel this thing and they said, hey, give me three dollars. I shovel. So, oh yeah, and I, I just got. I should go sugar and go buy me a coffee and a cake or something like that, you know. But I always try to be fair with the people. And like I tell you, every day, every day in my life right now, I, the first thing I send to a charity every day. I put for Jewish, Protestant, every day. I just pray with discernment and I, and, I, and I send to a charity. Every day I go to church, I light a candle, I donate to the poor box. Anybody I see on the street, I don't go along. If I see a homeless guy, you see, I don't know, I see all these guys with cans and this and that. And, they sit on, and they're like 20 or 30 and they're sitting there. As they could do something, but but if they ask me, I'll give. But I just don't go over and give to their cup. But I'm just saying, if, I, if people ask me, or or sometimes I've been on many lines, like I see an old lady, and they say, Miss, you don't have enough money. I said, Yes, she does. Or they want to have a meal. I said, Yes, she does. I have the difference. You know, it's on me. You know, that's what I told them. That's all. That's the kind of guy I am. But but I always try to I always try to do the right thing, help the underdog, and you know, and I says. I just try to me. I just trust God for everything, you know. Like, uh, like I told my my wife says, uh, she says, Joe, I had to get a what, I don't know a, a test the other day, like a column out or something like that. And I went to my wife and said, Joe, what happens? Something happens to you. And I told her, Look, if anything happens to me, you'll get about sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in what I have left for you. And I said, and me, when you sit down and have the big dinner, just say my dad to my boys, say my dad's in a better place where there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow, there's no more agita, he's happy. So he don't want us to be sad. Eat and enjoy. My wife to wear no black, enjoy, laugh about my dad. She remember my dad when we was kids, he had his number one rule is, when his mother made a meatloaf for mashed potatoes, he always used to say, take what you want, but remember, you will eat everything you take. So sometimes my kids used to be sitting in the room, that we used to finish the supper at five, my mother used to come over, my kids be in the room, and my mother says, where's Jason? I said, he's in the room. He didn't finish beating carrots and potatoes. Then my mother go in, and she called me, she oh, we finished. And then I try to talk to my mother. My mother's mouth is stuffed, because she ate it. But I never let my kids, that was the rule. And, and I said, and when, I'm, when, when I die, you know me, I'll turn over in my grave. So anything you eat that, eat cheesecake, eat steak, whatever you'd like to eat, but make sure you don't look, take it out, give it to a dog, give it to an animal, but don't leave it. And, and then I, I donate I donate all my eyes and my eyes and my uh, all my organs to the to I say it's good for me for 65 years so I hope it it helps somebody else my eyes so I as I, I donate all my organs to to people you know to also so I always try to do the right thing yeah you're like gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> no that's very sweet you know, and I and I tell you I fast once a week I I don't tell you that story I fast once a week from, I tell you that so yeah. but I just but, but the intention my son said dad that's a stupid thing to do. And he said, I said, they don't get that food. I said, but I said, I said, Jesus fed 5,000 people with a few fish and a few bread. Do you ever read that story in the Bible? So I'm sure he's the miracle guy. I'm sure when I say, when I pray, and that's why I pray. When I, I don't just do it to, to do it. I said, I do it to stay in shape a little bit too. But my pray, my, my intention is, I hope that the food that I eat will find some poor kid in the world. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, he could receive that. So that's my, 
my prayer. If the God don't answer the prayer, it's out of my hands. Just like a priest told me one time, I said, Father, I said, one thing, I said, I always give this guy $2, but he always goes to the liquor store. He said, Joe, don't worry about that. He said, when you give the $2, you know you gave the intention to have a cup of soup and, or, and, and, and a roll or something like that. You gave it the good intention. If he does something with the bad intention, that's out of your hands. Don't worry about that. So that's why I always give. When I give, I never worry what to do with it. To go buy drugs. I just know that I gave. I gave it the good, you know, the good intention. Like I was telling a guy in the church. But I used to go. I used to go to the city all the time when I when I was when I was uh, up, to, up to no good. And one time I used to go to the city. I used to leave my clock with me at eleven o'clock every every Friday. Uh, Friday. Then one day I go and this guy every day I pass by and he's sitting outside. And he got something like something like he's, he's blind. He got a cane. He got a, and he plays song. I put money in every time. Then one day I'm going home. And I see a big limo pull up. And I see the guy fold up the thing, he put the sunglasses in there, put the cane in there, and get in the limo. I said, what's going on here, you know? Yeah. And I said, so, you know, so you got you to, that's what you got to do. You got to try to use discernment, and you got to watch the people, you know. Like, like I saw people, like, I saw people try to give people mouth to mouth, and meanwhile, they're picking their pocket. You know, the, the guy the guy dies, uh, the guy's dying on the floor, and they're, yeah. and, and they're down, and they're helping. And meanwhile, I got the hand in his back pocket trying to take his wallet, so, you know. And even like I said, that I know that, like a lot of guys, I know people work at funerals. They said, never bury your family with any jewelry. I said, what? They said, because when you, when you go, they take it all off. Yeah. You know, I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got, like, I know a lot of stories, but I'd be here all day telling you them. But anyway. Do you have any last ones to tell me about Brooklyn, about living here? About living in Brooklyn, I says, uh, I think, I think, uh, and to live in Brooklyn, I says, uh, my best time was, like I says again, working for the church, you know, always uh, doing good things. And I says, um, and, uh, and and living in Brooklyn, I says, uh, it, 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 for me it was a good experience living in Brooklyn. But I had a lot of rough. Uh, like I think I I think I've been to, in Brooklyn. I think I've been to hell and back. You know, like I says that uh, I tell you with my mom, my family, and uh, a lot of times at seven years old, and eight years old, you want to have to fend for yourself, and and uh, it's, you know I got beat up a lot of times. I went to Catholic school, and, and you know this is uh, I guess the nun did it. Like when I went to Catholic school, I was a little I was a little wise guy, you know, maybe in the first grade. And you know, the nuns, maybe I think the nun, I, I forgive her, but I think the nuns so did it for you know, what they did was right. Maybe I didn't get discipline at home, so I was, I was a bad kid in school. And then she said, Joseph, in the closet. And she pulled my pants down, and she whipped my, whipped my, my underwear, she whipped me with a belt, and then she hanged me on a hook to 12 o'clock. But I was afraid to tell my mother, because my mother would say, you disobeyed a nun? So I never told her. So every day for, for years, I said, oh, every day you get a beating. And sometimes you put me on the desk like a desk like that, and just like that. You know. But they do it, you know, but they probably was trying to give you the discipline. I, I forgive her, but she, I think that she was giving the discipline that I didn't get at home. You know? And then, and the last thing about Brooklyn, I said I worked for like I worked for the church many years. I was, I always was devoted. I, and and I got you know a Catholic. When somebody put the key in the tabernacle, I said, dear God, I'm here to give 110 percent to God and church. And I, that's what I did every year. And then one one time they sent a priest, a young priest, to to uh, to renovate the church. And even me, I gave two thousand for the renovation. He raised a million to do it. But but then he always used to mistreat me, like on, like, like on like on the holidays, I decorate for Christmas, and there's some volunteers. And then and then all of a sudden at twelve o'clock, he said, "Okay, we take a break." I sent for preachers and lunch. And then me, I'm working harder than any, any of them. He said, "See you later, Joe." And I, and I didn't get no, I didn't get no lunch. And then. And, 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 then, and then when he was there, when the old pastor was there, he, he always make sure I had a meal. He, he used to make sure I had a meal every day. And, and, and then he said, Joe worked so hard. He said, give the priest one pork chop, you chill too. 
He said, the priests don't do anything. It's like, oh, the jails do not maintain it. And then, and, and then one time when he came, he said to me, Joe, there'll be no more lunch for you. I said, what's, what's this about? I figured maybe the church was doing bad. He couldn't afford it. But then I went by the next day, and everybody was having lunch. So he just didn't, you know, he wasn't fond of me. He didn't like me. And then, and then I always used to attend all the parties. I don't know if you know, in Brooklyn, I would go to Julio's, and I used to go to Julio's a lot, and Luce was on the bay. And then when he came, one day it was a, a big a big party for retirement with somebody, and then somebody came in to volunteer to stay in the rectory and answer the phone. And he said, Joe, don't you count on, on here anymore? I said, why? She said, everybody went to a retirement party. How come you didn't go? I said, because the, the pastor didn't invite me. And then, and, then, and, then, and then, like I said, I used to work all day, and then sometimes kids come at 4 o'clock just to answer the phone, maybe for three hours. I work all day, and he made them a meal. I never would make Oh, then I parked my car there for about 20 years. I had a nice spot. Like he, he, he wasn't fond of me having a, having, a, having a spot, you know. So he always, he always tried to make a question. But me and him bumped heads like that. One, one time he said to me, like, Joe, go to the school and go to the post office and go to the comment and do this. I said, Father, remember one thing about this, about me. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I can't be in three places at once. He said, go home, Joe. And then another time he, he started yelling at me when he was when he was dismissing me. And then after he let me go, he like after let me he had the twenty something years, he, he said, Oh, I'm gonna go in a different direction. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hire a crew. And the crew we hired, they couldn't do the job. They hired me to help them. And then he said and then he, he stopped it though. He said, I couldn't receive a, a check from two companies. He said he said, I'm going to, I was working at 40 hours, I think I was making about six, six, I was making about $600 a week on my own initiative because I was making about, uh, I was making like uh, good money and, and I was there about 100 hours. So I told the priest, do me a favor, don't pay me that $100. I don't want to take that money from the church. I said, just put me on salary. So they put me on $600 a week. If I was there 100, hours, 100 hours, I got the 600. I never, because I didn't want to charge them by the hour, because I already got more money than they took in the collection. And this is the same church you're working yeah, now? Yeah, no, 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 the church, no, the church I'm working on, I volunteer. No, this is St. Mark's. Okay. And, 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 and the church I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering now, I don't get paid, I just volunteer. And I said, but this one I was on, on salary. And then when he let me go, he said, I still, I still could use you as the guy who sent to the masses. And he, and he, but he only gave me $15 an hour, and he, and he took all my medical away. I used to get about a month vacation, he took my vacation away. And I told him, I have a wife, and my wife, after I got married, the one I tell you I married, I married at 37. At 38, she was walking, she fell down, and she and she went, she lost her vision. She got 1% vision, and then she developed MS. And she had many things wrong with it. I told him, Father, but I need the medical for my wife. He said, nah, and he wouldn't give me no medical. And he, and he put me on 15 hours, so I was making like, like, like $600 a week. And then, and then he owed me a lot of back money. He owed me a lot of back money, yeah. like ten thousand. He owed me about ten thousand when he let when he let me go. And I said, Father, what about the ten thousand you owe me in back pay? So I can't afford to pay you that. So I went down to the bishop down his name Bishop Tomasio. So I went down to his office. I met with the high ups there, and he said to me, and they would say, Do you have any record? But I just had a verbal agreement. You know, I didn't have no record. So I said, Look, I said I'm not going to argue with ten thousand. I really don't need the money. I said I have I have money. I can make money. I said, take the ten thousand and I donate to the diocese. If you need it more, you just need it more than me. And when, when they when they when they when they venerated same same house, I get I get two thousand too. So I so I donated ten thousand back pay they owed me. I was shoveling snow, coming on my days off, coming yeah. on the holidays. They owed me ten thousand. So I said, I donate it to the diocese. I give it to you. I don't need I don't know. I need it. I said, if I retire, if I retire to my son, my sons don't believe in the social security system, but I do. I said, I worked almost 50 years. I said, if I retire regularly, I would get 2,000 pension and 2,000 social security. So I would get 4,000 a month. Who would have it better than me? Every day you wake up, you make 200 without working. So I said, I don't, you know. But, but, you know, I, just, but, you know I got a lot of bad deals in my life, but I just, 
I just trust God. Uh, money's not everything, and I'm the kind of guy. If I, if I, right now, I've my favorite. One of my favorite meals is porterhouse steak and, hol- and halibut fish. But if I could have, if I don't have that, and I have a a, a can of Progresso, like a vegetable soup and a couple slices of rice, but the rest of water, I'm just as happy. So you know, things don't. It's not, it's not, it's not, I'm a big guy that may only live on bread alone. I said one time I was with my ex-wife, and she said to me, Joe. She said, you can't take two glasses of milk. I get up from the table, I need, for a week, I need it for a week straight. I fasted for a week straight. Just drink coffee. So, I'm, so you know, like I said, I guess, uh, almost at a time. You know. So, so, like I said, again, I, again, I always, I don't know, like I, I, when, when, I pray, when I pray, I just say, God, at night, I say, God, you know me, I try my, I said, I may have not done my best today, but you know that I have tried my best, you know. I might have not done my best, but I have tried my best. Yeah. I try to, to to be good to my wife, and a lot of things, you know, a lot of, even my wife, I said, my wife, when I met her, when I met her, I said, I met my wife, and I said, in the rectory, and I said, what do you do for a living? She said, oh, I'm a religion teacher, I'm a nurse, and I, and I have a few, and I said, I went to church, and I kneeled on the, on the, by the orphan, I prayed, thank God, because I turned down many girls, like bad girls, I just told you, but I turned down many girls that tried to get involved with me, I turned down many, I, and I thank God that I met my wife. But when I met my wife and I got Noah, I found out I was more religious than her. And then she, she when sometimes when I'm praying, she says to me, and Joe, when am I, when am I gonna buy you the collar? You know, and I said, no, it's not necessary. You know, or she said, I'm fanatical, I'm too religious, uh, you know, I, I pray too much. Or, she don't even go to church with me. She, I said, she goes to 9.30 mass, I go to 12.30. She said, because I want to make the station to cross, I want to kneel every statue. You know, she says she ain't got time for that. So I say the rosary every day. I pray I, like every day. I go to, I go to church every day. I go to church at nine o'clock mass. I I, 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 I like candles. I still like candles. Donate money to candles. Donate donate money. I say the rosary. I pray about now an hour and a half in duration. And I says right now I'm I'm away from. I have to go back and do that now. But I'm saying that's what I, that's what I do every day. I pray. And then I go about my chores, I go about my day, and I and I just say, and I, when I pray, I say, God, today, I don't want my will. I never want my will. I just want your will. Whatever you want for me, you know, if you send me to Somalia, you send me to Russia, or whatever, whatever you want me to do, you want me to eat my, but I pray to, but I pray to eat, to, I pray to, I pray, like as a, as a, as a minister, I, I pray to, to serve God, his church, his people, my family, that's what I pray, you know, and, Give me the strength to to do that. Like I tell you, I'm big into exercise, and things happen. Like I, like I tell you, every morning soon I get up and do 100 sit-ups, 100 push-ups, 100 jumping jacks, and, and, I, and, and over the course of the day, I usually do about 300 jumping jacks, and I run four miles. The only day I don't do that on Sunday, but the other day, the other day I, I was running, and I hurt my foot. And I tell you, I go to, and I go to the gym. The gym, my my gym is on on was like 15th Avenue away from my house. I have a car, I have a bike, and I can take the bus. But I choose to walk. You know the bad winter we had last year. I never one day not walked or ran in the snow in the ice. But I choose to do that. You know, I have a car. I pay one twenty five on a bus, but I don't take no bus. I don't take no car. Cause nobody said, "What are you sitting my Cause you're like, "What are you crazy? It's snow and it's ice. It's rainstorm." I said that that interferes with my workout. So I run. So I run there, and then I and I I, I, I run fifteen areas there, and I run fifteen areas back. And when I get to the gym. I ride the bike, I, I lift weights, I jump, I jump rope, I swim, I go in the steam room, and then one of my trainers told me, he said, Joe, I said, one day, I said, in my old age, I said, I always been 160. 
I said, since I moved to this neighborhood, I have a lot of rich foods and bakeries. I have went to 190. I said, I'm trying to get back to, I said, I'm, I said, I don't want to, go, I'm, I'm going to go back on a diet like a, an Easter, like a, like maybe the Mediterranean diet, or last time I went on the, uh, last time I went on the Atkins diet, it's a matter of uh, four weeks, I says, uh, I went from 165 to 135, but my doctor told me he wanted me back at one, between 150 and 160, that's my good weight. So, so I went back there, so I plan to go back on, on that. And I said, even on Lent, I went, on one year, I, 40 days, I just eat one meal. Like, I didn't eat no breakfast, no lunch. Just one meal a night, one light meal a night for forty days. Mm-hmm. So again, again, I guess I, 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 I could do it. You know, when I, when I want to fast, when I, when I put my mind to do something, you know, if I want to talk to my wife for a month, I could do it. <laughs> I'm the kind of a, a guy like that. But, I, you know, but a lot of times, my wife, I fight. I'm, I'm a forgiving guy. I always forgive right away. You know, but that's that's what I think that God wants me to do. You know, I, try, I try to show mercy. Or sometimes my wife does things I don't like. Or a few times she made a few mistakes. Or, even I said one time I says I met my wife and I said to my wife I said and when I met her she said Joe could I borrow twenty dollars so I said here here's my ATM card go to the bank and take what you need but I went to the bank the next day my account was uh, zero she took all but I forgive them my son says and I told my son I was talking to my son and I said she just threw her out she shouldn't do that she you know I don't know she just, she just, I, she said, could I borrow 20? I said, take what you want, but I know she's going to deplete my account. Um, and a few times she took money that she shouldn't take, but I always, you know, I always forgive. I just forget. Everybody makes mistakes, and that's why you go to confession for when you make mistakes. Um, and when she, when she made the mistake, she wrote me a letter, Joe, I'm very sorry, I apologize. You can divorce me if you want. I'm very sorry. And, then, and I'll pay you back. She paid, every, she paid every dollar back, but, you know, but other people said you should you should you should took a hug and call the troll in the street. But I'm not I'm not that type. You know, and we talk, you know, we fight. We make mistakes today. Like, like well, at the night, sometimes we have a fight. She sits here, and I sit here. But but but, but the night over, she's here and I'm here. We're holding hands again. So that's what you do. You got to forgive and move on. You can't uh, you, like like say a girl makes a mistake. You can't uh, be like that. When I was young, I used to tell a girl. I won't say. I I I, said, I dump a lot of girls for. For for things, and I, you know, I can tell you, I said, when I was young, I always tell girls, you have to make an appointment to talk to me. And I used to, and so I used to go with like two, two, two I at one time I went with two sisters at the same time. Uh, they, they found out at the, end, uh, at the end of the month that I was going out with both of them. They were twins. I had to see one on Monday and one see one on Friday. But then they found out, where are you going? And they, they told them, that, and then I got a court. But I mean, but that's, that's when I was a kid. So when I was a kid, I did, two, like I said, this old saying in, in uh, Catholic religion. When you're a child, you dig like a child. When you're a kid, and when you get to be a man, you have to dig like a man. Yeah. So when I woke up at the at the door, and I was a, uh, I always relate myself to. I don't know if you know, you know the story of Saint Paul. Saint Paul, one day he was riding, he was riding a horse, and he was persecuting all the Christians. He's killing Christians, killing them, and then Jesus appeared to him, and he said, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And then Saul went blind, and they so. And they brought him and they ministered to him, and he got back. And then he first up to be a follower of, uh, and, get, and became a great apostle. So I relate that to myself. I'm not no Saint Paul, I'm not no saint. I just, but I'm just saying, I was a guy who had everything, and God knocked me off my high horse, and He brought me down the road. And I, I didn't, I didn't go to, I didn't go to Roaring. I didn't go to, I got my, myself. I never, I got, when I worked for the church, I always see like a lot of young guys knocking on. Say, Father, could you give me a soda and a sandwich? Me, I would never do that. I, like I said, I'd rather go to war bombs 
and go into Ireland and take a roll and take a few pieces of cheese on it and steal it and eat it and then come back at the end of the week and go by the cash register and say, Miss, I think there's $5 fell out of your register. I don't want you to be short, but that's the $5 I'm just trying to, that's how I pay it back. But I would never go and say, like, if I, if I knew you, and, and like, I used to go to my sister's house, and when I used to go, on my comeback trip, I go to my sister's house, and she used to live in Bay Ridge, and she said, Joseph, come in. Do you want to eat? And I see they have, like, they, they have three kids, and they have a few meatballs, and they just have enough. I said, nah, I just ate a big steak dinner. I couldn't eat it. Meanwhile, I was famished. I was starving. And I, but, I, but my pride always kept me away. And I said, yeah, that stupid bakery right downstairs. I said, I, I, I wanted many kids cookies and cake, but they didn't have change of 100. And, and, then, and then one of my sons says, what happens if a husband was say change of 100? I said, oh, I, I must have dropped that 100 in the bakery. I said, yeah, it was your ding, you know, you got ding fast. But I would never, you know, ask for, for, for anything from any, and even in my whole family, I said, I was, I tell you, I, was, I had 14 brothers and sisters. I was always the youngest, but I never went to them for anything. I lent them all money and I helped them all out, but I would never ask for anything. Yeah. You know, even even my kids, some like say some people in my family, I got uh, the Irish and it's not when they when they drink and it's not just they'll, they'll come and say, oh, I bought your kids shoes, remember? So I never would take anything from any 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 of them. I would never take. They say, oh, I want to buy your kids shoes. I said, nah, just just buy me a gift. You think it's his birthday for his birthday? I want to buy him shoes. On. I know, just buy a gift. Or you think a kid a kid his age for his birthday? Buy it. But I'm the father. I'll do. I'll buy that. Yeah. So I, I would never take from anybody. Like you know, so I do. So you know, just, I just, I guess it's just pride and this and that, and, and that's the way I am. I'm, you know, like I said, uh, I'll give, but I won't take. Mm-hmm. And I helped a lot of poor people. My wife had friends. She said, Joseph. She said, these people, they don't have any food. And I told my wife, take some can. We have a fifty can. Take it and give, give, give it to them. And then, you know, and they would, they would, almost all the people in my family, a few, a few people stiffed me, uh, other than 200, 200, this and that, but you know, but, but like I said, again, it, one thing about when you lend people money, like I say, you lend a guy $20, he don't pay you back, don't worry about it. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Bronx Tale, you ever see that movie Bronx? And when, when the kid said, and, and Sonny told him, he said, how much do you owe you, $20? So you so you have $20, you got rid of him, and you're never gonna bother you again. So that's the way I think of that, that's the way I think of that. If I lend people money, you know, they're only gonna do it once to me, and I got I got nothing again. So I got gypped a lot of times, but I just take it in stride and move on. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking with me today, Joseph. Okay. I really appreciate it. Okay. I hope you enjoy the stories.